0: Welcome to Virtual Assistance, the agency growth machine podcast. Take your digital marketing agency to the next level as we share secrets, strategies, and client success stories. Step back from the day-to-day of your agency and activate massive growth using Virtual Assistants. And now your host, Azar Siddiqui. Welcome to another podcast, folks. Uh, my amazing guest today, Mr. Uh, Jason Lockhart. And I just found out that Jason used to be a college professor uh, back in the day before his uh, digital marketing agency days. And we're going to have a great conversation uh, with Jason on how he started out, where he started out, how he ended up uh, with uh, kitchen and bath uh, marketing solutions, what the journey has been, and who's the person uh, behind this uh, Uh, this amazing digital marketing agency uh, that uh, Jason has created and what are the things uh, that set him apart and gave him the experiences that kind of led to uh, uh, this amazing marketing agency and the successful uh, marketing agency. So uh, Jason, uh, welcome. Thanks for doing this. I really, really appreciate it, sir. Oh, thanks for having me out there. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm in... uh, Islamabad, Pakistan. Uh, you know the, the the journey I've been on over the last one year. It's been uh, very incredible, and uh, you know supposedly I'm living out of my suitcase for the last one year. Uh, but uh, but the amazing thing is that, that this building, that this business that I'm part of, uh, RepStack, is just blowing up, and uh, you know. Uh, it hasn't given me a lot of uh, time to focus on, uh, uh, you know, uh, where, where I'm going to live next and things like that. But the cool thing is that everything is up for grabs right now. And, uh, you know, it feels like that the world is my oyster. But I am in Pakistan these days. And uh, uh, most of our VAs that we place as well, they're, they're all in Pakistan as well. And they all work at night because uh, 99% of our clients are... Uh, uh, U.S. and Canadian clients, and uh, so so I'm kind of having to lead by example here as well, and I'm working nights as well. So my work day starts at five p.m. It ends at one a.m. And uh, you know, and I've been doing it this for the last nine months now, and uh, really looking forward to getting back to uh, stateside and getting back to my. Uh, normal day routine. But uh, as of right now, I'm passing it off as uh, leading by example and uh, being in the trenches with my team and doing it myself as well. How about you? How are things going on your side?
1: Okay, so I'm in Grapevine, Texas, which is about 20 minutes north of Dallas. Most most people have no idea where Grapevine is. What I tell them is if you've ever flown in into the DFW airport, you were in Grapevine, because that's actually in Grapevine, Texas. So just a little on me, uh, I got into all this. So my background is actually in architecture. So I'm a trained architect, went to Southern University, which is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Then I got a graduate degree in urban planning at the Ohio State University. So I'm a Buckeye and I would say right after that, uh, right after graduate school, uh, went home, because home for me is Los Angeles. So I had moved home for a little while, worked there for a while, and one of the the professors I had at Southern University, he became, um, you know, the dean of the school of architecture at Southern University and asked me to uh, help him and head, head up there and teach, which which was interesting. That's a whole other conversation we could have another time. Why he asked me because I was not his favorite student, but that's a <laughs> that's a whole other conversation why I was not. But uh, so and and I'll just say uh, when when I walked across the stage and he shook my hand, he said I was a pain in the a to him. So I, I just say, that. and so when he called me to ask him to work, I mean, ask me to work with him, i said, Loud, like, aren't I the same student that you said I was a pain in your A? Like, why would you want me to work with you? He's like, because I know you're going to be a pain in the A to the students. So, so yeah. uh, moved back to Baton Rouge, taught at Southern University for about, for about eight to 10 years. Oh, wow. The, um, while I was here, some of my classmates who I had graduated with, they were in the Dallas area, and they were ready to move out on their own. So it was like, well, look, let's uh, begin our own term. And we all opened it up. But I was in Louisiana at the time still teaching. And then I had moved over to Louisiana State University, LSU. And I taught over there in the School of Architecture, in the School of Interior Design while I also had the firm. But on the architecture side, we do a lot of commercial design and school design. And since my emphasis is on urban planning, I do a lot of university master planning because that's where I have a lot of my connections. So how I ended up on the marketing side. So when I was at LSU, one of the one of the professors there said, why don't we do like a marketing class? You know, like some type of marketing class and nobody really knew digital marketing like that. And what, what ended up happening is that some of the professors said, why don't we let that young buck take the class? And, and I got the name young buck because I was the youngest hire and also <laughs> Ohio State Buckeyes. That, that's why I was to graduate, so I was a young buck. So they was like, why don't we let that young buck have the class? So I end up, so I had found out about this in April and we were supposed to have the class in August. And I didn't know a whole lot about digital marketing at the time. So I told the Dean, for me to take this class, you have to send me to every website design, social media, SEO conference that is happening between now and time school starts. So in between April uh-huh. and August, I had a graduate school education in digital marketing. I mean, it was like drinking water from a fire hose. It was so much information. <laughs> I mean, but I knew I had to be ahead of the students. So, I mean, for that four months, I was traveling all over the US, Florida, uh Louisiana, uh, Mississippi, California for all these conferences on like I said web design. Oh, what year was this
0: Jason? What year was this?
1: This was in 2000 and 2012. This is in 2012. Okay.
0: So about uh 9 years uh, 9 years ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, it was, it was, so you talk about social media world, their conference, you talk about the SEO conferences, all, I mean, web design, all type of conferences that were happening in between August, between April and August. That's where I was at. I was at every conference. And it was like, I said, a graduate school education. So once I learned all that, had the class. So, so I actually taught the class. And so I started, and then I started to implement the same tactics on our architecture firm in the Dallas area. Okay. So started to do a lot of SEO and all. And so we actually work with a lot of interior designers. And so one of the interior designers around, around 2012, 2013, asked us, I've been hearing about this SEO thing. Like, I mean, what is this SEO thing that, uh, can you help me with that? Because I've been seeing you more online now. So I said, sure, we'll, we'll be happy to help you out. So we helped her out. Six months later, she had some success. And then one of of her colleagues reached out to her and said, what are you doing? Because I'm starting to see you online more. She said, well, Jason is helping me out. She's like, isn't he an architect? She's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. well, he he does the marketing for his firm. So, So we helped her out about six months later, started to have some success. And so after that, we started to get referrals. And so that was the start of the digital marketing. It uh, that was around 2013,
0: 2014. So, uh, so, when you, so sorry to cut you off there, Jason. Sure. So when you said that you and your buddies uh, were starting an uh, agency, so that was really the architectural agency that you guys first started out, and that was uh, back in uh, when again?
1: That was in 2007, 2008, right around when we had the housing okay. debacle here within the U.S.
0: Yeah, right, yeah. So, so you, so you, 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 you kind of have the experience in launching businesses uh, early on. So you've been doing that since uh, 2007 and, and then the journey kind of crisscrosses between your teaching and, uh, and then going into a little bit of digital marketing and then references start coming in and very exciting. So that's great. Sorry. So so go ahead. So what happened next? No. So, so, Once we had opened
1: up the firm around 2013, 14, it was actually a general marketing agency because we were helping a lot of home services. So we were helping roofers, we were helping contractors, we were helping flooring people, landscapers in our area. And so we really got to an area where we plateaued. So we, we, no matter what we did, it was just hard for us to grow on, on the marketing side, not, on the architecture side, this is just on the marketing side. So we had plateaued on the marketing side. So around 2019, uh, we actually had uh I actually had a talk and this happens at the end of every year. I actually talked to my I actually talked to my partners on the architecture side to see what can what what has happened over the year, what what do we need to enhance, what do we need to do different. So we actually had a talk and then we said we haven't had an economic downturn in a while. And we need to prepare for that. So we need to do some investments because we actually, uh, we, we began the architecture, like I said, in 2008, right around the housing debacle. And this is now 2019. So there in between that time, the, uh, the economy has been flowing. And we knew eventually something would happen. Now, we didn't know the coronavirus was going to happen, but we knew just by, by you know, just by how, 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 the, how the economy works, we knew something would happen. And so we said, well, we need to have an investment in something else. And so I said, well, look, we have this marketing agency that, that, that we haven't really put a whole lot of time in. And we've just been over 90 percent of our clients were all referral based, all referrals. So we didn't do so. Ironically enough, we didn't do any marketing for the marketing agency.
0: <laughs> Believe it or not, that's, that's true for a lot of agency owners, I know.
1: So. So we said, okay, so we need to actually invest in this. So the architecture firm gave the marketing firm alone to actually help it out. And so I started to look at some coaches because I'm like, okay, well, we plateaued. So we need to really learn how to take this uh, to the next level. So that's how we found Josh Nelson you know, and, and the seven-figure agency through you know, yeah. that research. So we had joined that right around... The end of February, 2020. So one of the first things we had talked to. So when we had signed on with Jeff, I mean, uh, with um, so Jeff was our uh, he was our account manager, and and uh, Josh said, you know, Jeff is going to help you out. And so we had talked to Jeff, and one of the things that uh, Josh really and the whole a whole program really emphasizes to niche really focus on your niche so you can scale. Mm -hmm. And so since we were a general marketing agency, we were a little hesitant because we were like, oh, well, we've been doing all right uh, Mm -hmm. and having all, but then Jeff came, he was like, but you want to scale. So we need to get you down. So we were looking at, you know, a few different niches and we were torn between, you know, roofing and actually, you know, uh, remodeling, kitchen and bathroom remodeling. We actually had more roofing clients at the time than we had remodeling clients. And so we were going to err on the side of roofing. That's where we we were going to go. But Jeff asked me a question. He was like, uh, if you were, because one of the things you're going to have to, uh, you know, do trade shows and speak and all, he's like, would you feel comfortable speaking in, in front of this crowd? Would you feel comfortable being around this crowd? And when I thought about it, I'm like, roofers really not my cup of tea. I like roofers and we have a lot of clients, but that's not my cup of tea. Honestly, designers are because that's what my background is in. So Mm -hmm. he was like, well, go where you love it because you're like 10, 15 years from now, what do you want to be known as? So obviously, Mm -hmm. we went the remodeling uh, realm. So we rebranded everything. Got a new website, did this in about two weeks. So around mid-March, we were ready to go, ready to launch. Nice. You know, the whole world changed in March 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Whole world changed. So that's when the coronavirus hit. And we was like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Now, what what have we done? We just got into, and so what ended up happening is that I said, well, we're going to have to change some things here got right, Because uh, we are I'm not going to be able to market to these remotely clients about marketing because they're going to look at me like, I'm stupid. <laughs> like, do you <laughs> not know what's happening in the economy now? Do, I mean, yeah. do we really need to spend more money on marketing? So what ended up happening is we created a COVID-19 resource guide. It was an eight-page guide where it had information on how to get all the PPP loans, how to get all the SBA loans, It had it had an area in on on how to market in the industry now, how to work from home. Because remember, in 2020, March 2020, a lot of small businesses did not know how to work from home because they have to. So how to work from home, how to market in this environment. So it was a lot of good resources. And we started to hand this out on LinkedIn. So what ended up happening, uh, a lot of business owners reached out to us and said, it's some good information. What else do you have that that can really help us out? I said, well, we're working on that. Let me get back to you. When I would <laughs> hang up the phone, I had, I had talked to the team like, uh, we don't have nothing, <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> what are we gonna do? So what ended up happening, I actually asked some people on the team like, what, what are some ideas that we can do? And I was hearing some ideas, nothing really caught my attention. So I said, well, look, since we had, business owners reaching out to us, why don't we reach out to them and ask them what they want? So in between uh, late March and June, we did a listening tour. So we spoke to over 400 business owners in in the remodeling architecture and the interior design space, just to hear from them, to to hear from them to say, what is happening in your area? What are the issues that you're you're going through in, in your market? And what are the gaps that you? So was see this face to face
0: or over over the phone? This was
1: uh, honestly how we are now through Zoom. Most of them were Zoom. Uh nice. It was in between Zoom and phone call. But I would I was actually preferring Zoom to see them face to face. Yeah. So we spoke to over four hundred business owners in every state except South Dakota. Now, don't ask me why we spoke to every state except. We spoke to people in Hawaii, Alaska. We we spoke to people in actually in Puerto Rico, which is a territory, <laughs> but not anybody in South Dakota. I don't know why. So if there's anybody listening and we haven't spoken to you and you're in South Dakota, reach out because we want to hear from you too. So, <laughs> so we had spoke to all these people and learned a lot of information. So from that, we developed a resource library which we have on our website now. That's the most Visited aspect of our site, where we have free information. Uh, we, have, um, we have we have we uh, have videos, training videos up there. We have CEUs because we're one of the CEU providers for the Natural Kitten and Bath Association. Uh, we have uh, articles, blogs, uh, just a whole lot. It's over 200 pages of information is is in our resource library. We add to that every month. So mm-hmm. when I went back to my architecture partners that invested in the, market, in the marketing side, I said, well, look, I'm going to need about a year <laughs> before we even start really looking at actually starting to pay back the loan and, and because I'm going to spend the next year really building up the brand. And two of my partners, so I, had, so, so I have three partners, two of my partners looked at me like I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, like, we just in and you need a year. I said, yeah, I need a year. And then yeah. one of my partners, he's always behind me. He's like, yeah, we, we trust you, Jason. Go, go do what you need to do. <laughs> so over the year, what, what I did, wrote a so book. This is, this is
0: all across 2020 then.
1: This is all across 2020 heading also into 2021. Because I, I didn't know how long this was going to last and we're still in it, honestly. But yeah. I knew yeah. a year from now, hopefully we'll be in a better position than we are now. I mean, at at you know, this was around May. This was around May of 2020 when when I had this conversation with with the partner. So, in between that time, what I really started to focus on was building up my brand. So, uh, one of the things that Josh Nelson talks about is getting published. And so we had we we had published our book. Uh, it's it's you, you know here on the Park and it's you know uh, the complete guide uh, to internet marketing for the kitchen and bath industry. So what that ended up doing, what that did is that got me into speaking engagements locally. So we had joined the National Kitchen and Bath Association. We started to speak locally to uh, uh, all of the members here about marketing. And so what ended up happening, we started having a Tuesday's talk with Jason. And so every other Tuesday, I would talk about, marketing, whether it be social media, Facebook, Instagram, whether it be SEO, whether it be web design, video marketing, all that. Hmm. So over about an eight week time span, we had these talks and around towards the end, the president of the local national kitchen and ad here, uh, the NKBA said, you're doing an excellent job, but there are some sessions where we don't have a lot of uh, members that are actually in your talks and you're giving out a lot of good information that they're not hearing and you're wasting it here on our local area. We need to put you in touch with National. So uh, reached out to National. They reached out to me and said, we've been seeing what you're doing because I actually had all these videos were on our website and also on YouTube. So they said we we've seen, you know, a lot of the videos and the training that you're doing. Why don't you do this at the national level? And so they offered us to do CEU trains at the national level. So around January, January, February of this year, we became national CEU providers for the National Kitchen and Bath at the national level. And that really started to get our name out there. And so we really started to become known in the industry as value providers, because one thing that I say is that whether you work with us or not, we have information that can help you grow your business now. And so, so we're during, a resource library.
0: So during this time when you're building out the brand, Jason, are you still adding up new clients? Uh is, is the client uh, cli- uh, client client uh, stuff coming into you guys already right now, or d- does that just snowball in 2021? Really, it 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 the the focus in 2020 was the brand. Actually, it
1: started to snowball, you know, in 2021, once we uh, became like national CEU providers and our name really start to get out there. Now we're starting to have more in-power calls to hear what we're doing. You know, a lot of people reached out to us because they saw some of our CEU sessions or we, or they saw where we are partners because also I became licensed. I became, I'm one of one of the few uh, sales and marketing specialists for the National Kitchen and Path Association. So that's an exam that you have to take. So I'm, I'm one of, there's only about 10 of us. There's only about 10 marketing agencies in all of us that have this, have this designation. So that also nice. sets me apart is that we have the designation that we are sales and marketing specialists for the NKBA. We're industry partners and we're also CEU providers. So when anybody looks at us and say, okay, well, what actually differentiates you, A, we are in this industry and we're, we, we have the backing of the national organization. We know this mm-hmm. industry because I'm an architect by trade and we work with a lot of you know, interior designers. So it's hard for anyone to say, we don't know what we're doing because we know mm-hmm. the industry and we know marketing and we mm-hmm. use the both of those to help out our clients.
0: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Wow, well, what, what a journey. And for, for, from the looks of it is that you focused on really building out the groundwork because a lot of people would... Uh, you know, want to move fast and things like that. And, you know, just get to those uh, uh, first few clients and things like that. But uh, I think your journey is a little different where you're focusing on building out the brand, doing the things right, becoming the part of organizations that you guys really need to be a part of. And, uh, and I'm, I'm guessing part of the reason for that is because you are, you, you're, you, are you you your current, uh, sorry, you're uh, Uh, agency, your architectural business, that's also currently uh, working or it was working at the same time? Right. So what, what I would say our journey is not the typical journey
1: because we actually had, like I said, our architecture firm loaned our marketing firm money. So we actually Mm -hmm. had money and most of my money that I was making at the time was on the architecture side. So I was not in a rush to have mm-hmm. to earn money where a lot of marketing agencies—that's how they live, that's how they eat. I mean, so they yeah. have to get clients now. So I didn't yeah. have that. I didn't have that urgency where I can actually spend time to build out the brand and really be known as the value prop- uh, providers. Because what I had told my team, I said three years from now, when any of the architects, the interior designers, or home remodelers, when they think about Value, we are one of the first names out of their mouth because of all the value we're putting out in the marketplace, because of our resource library, we do monthly webinars, we we speak at at the national level, at the conferences. Uh and so uh I want us to be known as the value providers
0: mm-hmm. that,
1: that can help you grow whether you work with us or not. And that I knew that that's gonna take time. That that doesn't happen overnight. That doesn't
0: have to yeah. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. So my, my next question is for anyone who's watching and they're, they're trying to build out their digital marketing agency, what's your one advice that you want to give to someone who wants to grow their digital marketing agency over the next uh, six to 12 months?
1: I would say whatever your niche is, network, network. I mean, what 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 you do now, network because you never know because we Received a lot of referrals from uh, remodeling agencies that have never worked with us. They have, I mean, they haven't they they haven't worked with us, but they've used our resource library. Or they networked with us, and they know and they know us because you yeah. have to have them know like and trust you. Once they know like and trust you, now they can feel comfortable referring you other people. And so we've had. Uh, remodeling companies refer us because they know like and trust us and even though they didn't use us they said well i know they'll be able to help you so we've got referrals that way so i would say whatever niche or whatever area that you're that your main focus in network with the industries locally
0: mm-hmm. so
1: whether that's like the roofing find out what the roofing organization is and network locally and yeah. if you get enough local then that's going to help you regionally and nationally but make sure that you network because when I say your net worth is in your network.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that, that word's been thrown around for so long that network, 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 mm-hmm. but just coming, coming out of your mouth and listening to you, it's so simple that, you know, the, the, the journey that you've kind of uh, described uh, from being a professor uh, to launching your architectural firm, to uh, launching your digital marketing agency, uh, one thing's been common there where you know, you're know you building this brand by being part of these organizations and speaking and providing value uh, to these people and uh, not really asking anything in return. And it uh, looks like that just happens organically. Uh, when you get to that point, people just start coming to you prepositioned to buy.
1: And, and that that's the saying, I, I forgot which of the... Which of the well-known speakers out there said that said this? But they said, if you help enough people achieve their dreams or reach their goals, you're going to reach yours. And so yeah. that, that's what we're all about with the value. We're helping people, like I said, whether they work with us or not, help them reach that next level. In turn, it's going it's going head back to you in droves.
0: Amazing, amazing, Jason. Uh, so impressive. Uh, such an impressive journey. Um, I'd love to hear more, but. Uh, but I kind of want to switch gears and I want to talk to you about uh, how is your marketing agency set up? What's, what's the organizational chart or well, you know, what, what are your responsibilities and what does your uh, team look like right now? Okay, so
1: uh, really it, I'm, I'm the main figurehead. So I'm the one that's always out there doing most of the business development. And that's one of the reasons I had uh, with, with RepStack is because I needed to have some, I needed to have a marketing assistant. And so most of the most of the people on our team are working in the operations to get the work done.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I really didn't have anybody helping me on the marketing side to really get help to get our name out there and to help with the business development side. So that's when I have reached, originally reached out to you. I, I believe that was like May of this year, May or June of this year, I believe it was. Yeah,
0: I, was. Yeah, I think so. <laughs>
1: So, so that's when I had, that, that's when I originally reached out to you was just to have help on that side, and uh, you did an amazing job because we have Rumpshot that helps. I mean, it helps us out tremendously. So she handles all of our social media. She handles. So uh, I had told her when when so I had dropped the, all the first week and a half, two weeks because I didn't really know what I needed her to do because I was so used to doing everything that yeah. I didn't have a plan for her. And so for the first week or two, I don't know if she was twiddling her thumbs or not, I don't know, <laughs> but I, I didn't really have a plan of action for her to do. I I had told her some of the things that, you know, seven figure Agency suggested, but it really, all of that really didn't apply. And so when I really went back and, and said, okay, this is where I need her and Laid out a plan, and we talked. Now she's rolling. She knows everything she has to do. She helps us out because we, we do a podcast now, and and once we do the podcast, she helps to edit that, get it out to all of the channels, helps to market that. Uh, she handles the email newsletter. She handles the social media. She handles the blogging. I'm like everything on the marketing side to help out. She does, and so I could just focus on business development, and then my. <clears throat> Next hire will be uh with you all will, will be a sales rep. Cause that that's that's the next one I'm leading into because we're starting to get more and more uh Uh we're we're starting to get more and more appointments to to hear from us. And and my nice. time is not, I'm I'm not able to hop on every car as, as much as I can. So that's gonna be our next hire will be a sales rep.
0: Excellent. And then what about uh, uh... Client management or account management, uh, who's taking care of that? Is that on the operations side or are you still uh, taking care of that stuff too? No,
1: so that that's on the operations side. So we have a whole team over there that handles all of that. that that's why I said the operations side, that, that, that was all taken care of. It was more on, nice. on, on the marketing side.
0: Nice, nice, nice. Excellent. Uh, so it looks like, and how many people in your total team right now? Uh, and uh, is it, is it all local or are most no, of them all uh, remote? It's, it's,
1: it's all spread out. Uh, we we have roughly about twenty, and nice. it's all spread out. All spread out.
0: Is it all U.S. based or I know Ramsha is based out of uh, Pakistan, but uh, uh, do you have any more outside of the U.S. as well or how, uh, how is We that? have
1: we have we have one content manager. Well, we have one content. Manager that's in uh, Europe and that's in london and then uh, I'm
0: thinking I think it, mostly everybody else is in the u s yeah mostly everybody else in the U.S. excellent and um what 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 does a typical day in your life uh look like uh Jason? How do you start your day where Where do you spend most of your time? I know you're spending a lot of time on business development too right now but uh, but just walk us uh, through your day because i uh you know like uh I'd like to think that, you know, a lot of agency owners are uh, listening to this. And, uh, you know, we all have different journeys just like you. And but, you know, the amount of learnings we do from uh, just listening to uh, other people who are doing uh, knocking it out of the park, uh, so to speak, like you are, uh, you know, just that one point in, you know, during my day. Uh, could help me uh, optimize my day a little bit better and you know, get to that uh, uh, seven-figure uh, agency that as an agency owner, I'm trying to build out a little bit faster. So if you don't mind just walking us through your uh, day and how you spend your time uh, inside your agency.
1: So my day typically uh, begins
0: once I drop the kids
1: off, because I drop the kids off at school every morning, then I come home and work out. Once I work out, my day roughly starts around nine o'clock. And then I may listen to, you know, like a Clubhouse call. So Clubhouse is one of the new apps that are out now. And that, that's how I, I do a lot of networking also. So there's a, couple, right. there's a couple clubs that I'm in on the architecture and the design side. And then a lot of times I'm either asked to speak. And so how, how I've met a lot of people is this, I've just gone into the club and spoke on stage just to get my name out there and then they ask me to speak more. And so that's what that, uh, so that's what, you know, usually in the mornings is, uh, hopping on, hopping on clubhouse just to see what's happening there. Uh, do some type of business development where I'm reaching out to prospects, uh, seeing what Rumshire is working on for the day, uh, doing in terms of, Networking. Most of my time uh, throughout the day, besides the morning, like I said, between 9 and 11 is really business development, focusing on, like I said, listening to Clubhouse, seeing what's happening there, reaching out to prospects, seeing how we can move the business forward, and then networking <coughs> uh, uh, beyond that. And I would say around 3 o'clock, that's when I go pick my kids up from school, do homework with them for about an hour, and then I... Answer and then from about four to five answer emails, uh, see, see what's happening, see, look at what happened uh, throughout the day in terms of, you know, rub and the marketing stuff, uh, see what we have to do in terms of either of the podcasts or anything like that. So
0: that's my nice, story. pretty, pretty loaded day uh, uh, from uh, early in the morning all the way uh, into the evening. Uh, and a lot of uh, business development activity. One question that I'd like to ask is, uh, uh, tell me your, uh, uh, you know, most, uh, maybe, I I don't know if this is the right word, but uh, an embarrassing uh, sales story. I've had that, trust me, like, you know, trying to get uh, uh, in the the groove and things like that. And you coming from uh, being a professor into an architect and things like that, uh, you know, just kind of want to get an idea about uh, uh, you know how that journey was, like early on uh, when you were just starting to sell, and I think you're you're still doing a lot of selling yourself right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, what what happened early on in the selling days where you're you know you're trying to close those first few deals and uh, maybe it didn't go so well. I would say. I
1: have a lot of them actually. I, I forgot <laughs> people's names. Uh, that, that's that that's always embarrassing to feel. <laughs> forget somebody's name or call them something else halfway through, say their name, <laughs> halfway through, say the wrong name. So I've done that. Uh I would say the first big contract we received, being surprised that they said yes. <laughs> like like when when I was like, so. Are you uh so after I went through the whole spiel saying, okay, you ready? You're like, yeah. What outside? Like, oh really? <laughs> <laughs> that that was embarrassing because from the opposite <laughs> side it's like, you're not my business, like, uh oh yeah, we are. I'm jumping. <laughs> so
0: yeah. That's that, so funny that, because I I can so totally relate to that because uh-huh. early on we we're, we're so used to getting that no. That, uh, you know, you're just going through the process and motions and uh, you're probably not expecting a deal out of this thing anymore. And uh, I think right now we're at a different position where, you know, all these customers are coming to us and they're pre-positioned to buy. I'm sure your closing ratios are way higher than uh, they were earlier on. But that's very natural. I I think that's happened to me. Uh, early on, I just didn't even think that I'm going to close my, I don't know when the first deal is going to come through. And then when you get that first yes, you're like, wow. Yep. <laughs> are you, are you that, sure you want to go with me?
1: And that was because of, you know, a talk I had with Jeff when he had looked over the service offerings and he was saying like, you're not charging enough. And hmm. I was, I was having that, I was having a, mindset like should i charge more once we sold that first one is like oh really you're gonna take that okay
0: okay we'll that. <laughs> excellent by the way jeff uh, i think you're talking about jeff fisher yes. uh, jeff fisher is uh part of RepStack uh now and uh he's been uh, with us for the last uh seven or eight months now and uh, it's been a great journey with him because it's like having our own personal coach inside our organization and mm-hmm. anything uh it's uh it's, it's, it's been a great blessing to have, have him over as well. He's amazing. Uh, is, is, is he still in this couch? <laughs> he
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Jeff I said hi and, and you, you, I will. you know, we need to get him a new couch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Th- I, I really appreciate your time, Jason. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, it's been an amazing journey. Uh, we're going to have this obviously syndicated and published. Um, uh, I'll have my team member reach out to any special links that you want to share, obviously your website, maybe a link to your book or anything like that. And uh, we'll have all of those things uh, published uh, when we get this thing up and running for you. And uh, we'll also send you the raw, raw files in case uh, you want to use any uh, part of this interview as well. But uh, it's been such a, a blessing uh, uh, listening to your journey. Uh, I hope uh, you all the success. And uh, I wish that that we continue to have these conversations from time to time.
1: I appreciate it, I appreciate it. And love working with your team, by the way. Love
0: working with your team. Thanks a lot, Jason, I really appreciate it. You have a wonderful rest of the day, sir. You as well. Thank you, bye-bye. This has been The Virtual Assistant, the Agency Growth Machine podcast by Azar Siddiqui, co-founder at RepStack. If you like today's episode, you can find more and subscribe at repstack.co.